my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light And so it is Hello everyone this is Amanda Johnson. Welcome back to episode four of the Being Inspired radio show. And I'm so grateful that you, your whole complete and present self, have decided to join me today. Dropping in, acknowledging our wholeness, our completeness, our perfection, and our oneness with all things. What I feel called to share today, because it has been rattling around in my headspace and in my experience of the world lately and in topics I've been sharing elsewhere and in topics that I've been listening to, is that this idea of impermanence this idea that everything changes, this idea that nothing lasts forever, and this idea of non-attachment, which the opposite is often what causes our own pain and suffering. Now, I've been listening to some talks, some Dharma talks by Pema Chodron just recently. First, I've ever heard of her speaking and I'm moved and touched by her teachings and her lessons and her reflections on other texts. And it's not surprising to me, although I did notice myself get curious that she's speaking and teaching about things that I have learned before and things that I teach and I practice. And it's because we're all teaching these universal truths and we've tapped into them through various teachers and from various points in life. And while I have not studied Buddhism in any great depth, at any great length, I have just barely skimmed the surface of a few of its teachings and premises, I have been introduced to some of these ideas of non-attachment, impermanence, being in the present, and dealing with our present circumstances through the teachings of Eckhart Tolle and the like. And so whichever way we get there, we get there. There are many different teachers because there are many different students and we are each going to find our own way through the teacher who resonates with us or through the teacher whose book falls in our lap or is recommended by another friend. But the important thing in my mind is being on the path and following whichever teacher it is that we choose to follow. But what it's interesting about this idea, these themes of non-attachment, impermanence, and this ex the experience I'm having that it is when we are attached 
to things not changing is when we cause ourselves the most pain and suffering. I was standing in the bathroom about a week or two ago, and I remember having this thought across my awareness and kind of drop into my knowing. So I made a note of it, which is what I do when those little inspirations or sparks find me. And I made this note that it is by clinging to the always and the nevers, which tends to lead to our suffering. Because I was aware of this idea of always wanting to feel a certain way. And maybe you can relate to this. I know I can. I spent years not experiencing inner peace. I spent years fighting with myself, resisting myself, looking for how to fix myself. And through all of this toil and trouble and this inner stress, I was seeking peace so desperately that I eventually, when I found it, when I stumbled upon it, I started to cling to that. I started to attach to that feeling just as much as I had attached or clung to the feeling of misery or feeling anxious or stressed out. And that I, like many things on this path, like many lessons on this path, there is a bit of this pendulum swinging. I believe I um, heard and, and, and remembering correctly a story of the Buddha himself who had to go from one extreme to the other in order to find the middle path, the middle way. And he went from the extreme of being a prince with riches and all of this materialistic external luxury and then he he chose to go to the extreme other point of becoming a beggar of sorts you know really just stripping himself of all these external riches and wealth so he denied himself everything and then part of his journey and I believe one of the basic tenets of Buddhism is in coming back to the middle coming back to the center the balance of all things and so on my own path, and maybe you've noticed this for yourself where you've seen this pendulum swinging. You've seen yourself on one extreme. And in this case, as we talk about the idea of non-attachment and impermanence and how clinging to things can actually lead to our suffering, perhaps you've noticed, as I have, that at one point I clung to feeling miserable. And then I clung to feeling at peace at all times, no matter what. And it became its own form of attachment, which can lead to its own type of suffering. Because if I cling to always feeling good, when I feel bad, to use the judgment terms of good and bad, of course it's, it's not either of those, but just to get the essence of it, when I feel bad, then I can start suffering even more. And not just because I'm feeling bad, but because I have now created this attachment to always feeling good that I now think that maybe something's wrong with me or, oh my God, now I'll never feel happy again. I'll never feel at peace again. So anytime, and this is the inspiration that found me, 
standing in the bathroom a couple of weeks ago. Anytime I use or I hear someone else use the words always or never, I have a sensation that suffering is just around the corner. I'm always going to feel this way. Gosh, I'm always going to feel miserable and depressed. I'm never going to feel better. I'm never going to get the job of my dreams. I'm always going to live with little. Or we can reverse all of those and say, I'm always going to have a million dollars at the bank. And what happens that day when the stock market crashes and all of that money disappears? I'm never going to be poor. And what happens when that material wealth disappears? I'm never going to get old. <laughs> and what happens when our body ages? You see, as we attach these ideas of always and never to our circumstances, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment at some point. It may not happen right away, but it will eventually happen because the only constant is change. There is impermanence all around us. Look outside at the weather. Notice the seasons and how they change. Nature is an incredible teacher and guide to us or for us as she teaches us what it means to constantly move and change and flow. And the reason I think this is so right for me today is because I've actually had a very emotionally charged past few days. And there I have experienced an array of feelings and thoughts and there were times where I was deeply saddened and I found myself crying. And there were other moments where I found myself really joyful and laughing and playing. And as I went through the past few days, I noticed that I was really observing myself. I was observing how I was reacting to things. Something Pema Chodron said in one of her Dharma talks on the myth of freedom that I just listened to spoke so truly to me. She's explaining some of the teachings in this book, Myth of Freedom, of her teachers. And she's explaining how so often we like to think that once we're on the spiritual path, you know, we're, we're going to be blissed out forever. Again, an attachment to always feeling quote-unquote good but that's not what it's about and in her in this particular example she was sharing how we we like to think that that we are I just lost my train of thought so I'm gonna see if I can find it again hmm Anyhow, it will come back. I'm not going to get attached to that. 
But I did want to make the point that she was saying how it's not just about being blissed out all the time. And sometimes we can get, we can be mistaken with that's the purpose of the spiritual path, that we will always feel good, but it's really about embracing all of it. And here was what I was going to say. It's not that we won't have these reactions anymore to things, the reactions of grief, of anger, of flying off the handle. We'll have those. And actually, the more we can allow ourselves to feel those things, she goes on to say even more and more that those things can move through us perhaps faster than they might have otherwise. But either way, it's not that we won't have these reactions. We still will. What starts to shift as we meditate more, as we practice some of these concepts of non-attachment, non-judgment, non-resistance more and more, is our reaction to our reactions. How are we now relating to ourselves as we are in that reaction? That is the piece that starts to change. And so that is what I was noticing this weekend. I was observing my experience of allowing myself to feel these emotional pains of sadness, of worry, of heartache, of joy. And by allowing myself to feel them while observing them with compassion and non-attachment, I've been able to move through them. And I even noticed today I got up and I went to yoga and my practice was wildly different than it was a couple of days ago. Many of you who practice yoga, you can probably you can probably relate to this, that every day is a new day on our mat. And we show up and we may experience something totally different today than we did yesterday or that we will tomorrow. And again, it's interesting how much like the weather, we, those of us who practice yoga quite a bit, might um, have just as much ease accepting and allowing that, allowing each day to be new not attaching to how I did it yesterday. And so as I was practicing yoga today, I noticed that again, I was in observance. I was still having lots of reactions. I actually was feeling a lot of anger move through my body today. I got really frustrated with myself. I noticed some mental chatter that I was really starting to beat myself up and think I wasn't good enough. And the thing is, and how I can tell that my practice is working, is that I was able to witness that and move on. I did not cling to it. I didn't think that, oh my God, I am now, I am never going to be able to do this pose again. I am always going to be frustrated during yoga. <laughs> I, I didn't allow myself to have those thoughts. Or if I did, I noticed them, I watched them, and I moved on. I believe that the less attached we are to these impermanent things in life, which is nearly everything, and I would often say everything, but the reason I'm throwing in nearly right now is because I'm about to say that the less attached we are to these impermanent things in life, 
the more deeply connected we can become to that which is permanent, to that which is unchanging and constant. It may sound like a paradox if we say everything is impermanent, but there is something that is not, and it is that within us. It is that part of you that is you. Again, another story or example Pema Chodron offered, and I've heard it before as well, and is when we look at ourselves as a, a human, a body, and I like, you know, we look at our uh, picture of us from when we were two days old, two years old, to 12 years old, to 20 years old, to 40 years old, to wherever we are now. If we look at these pictures of us, we will absolutely know deep down that that is not the same person, right? That we, in some ways, in terms of our, our every cell of our body has changed. We have completely um, transformed on so many levels, biologically, chemically, emotionally, mentally. So the person in the present day photo is not on one hand the same person in that baby photo. And yet that's also not true because there is something that is the same. And that something that is the same, that is the constant, the unchanging, the permanent part. Call it God, call it spirit, call it source. It is that part that we are able to more deeply connect with as we allow all of these other impermanent things to flow in and out of our life. One of my favorite imageries for this idea of impermanence and not clinging too tightly to anything is imagining that you are holding a rope and there's this rope rather is moving in front of you. Okay, it's, it's moving in front of you from left to right or from right to left, whichever direction you choose. And this rope is just moving, moving, moving. And the rope is life. It is life moving by us every single second of every single day. And if you reach your hands out and you place your hands on the rope and you can feel the rope moving through your hands ever so gently, you're tasting and experiencing every, every part of that rope. Every, you can feel its texture as it's moving through your hand. And if when we are living in non-attachment, our hands are, are just like that. They're, they're softly resting on the rope so that we can feel and experience all of it. But when we grip the rope, and imagine your hands are now gripping around it. Ouch, rope burn. Your hands are burning and you're stopping the flow of life by clinging onto it. Now, we're not really stopping the flow of life, but you can use this uh, in terms of thinking of when you are gripping, let's say you're gripping onto a feeling you're having right now, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm always going to feel this way. I'm never gonna be happy. And you're gripping onto that rope where you're feeling pain and sadness. You're slowing it down. It now takes longer to be pulled through your hands and as it's being pulled through your hands, it is tearing them apart. 
and causing you so much pain and suffering. Whereas, if you loosen your grip, you're still connected. You can still feel the pain of that rope. Maybe there's a couple of thorns on the rope where it's hurting you and it's feeling sad and and painful in this moment. But if you loosen your grip, it moves through you so much faster. And then you can feel the rest of the rope where it's now smooth. And maybe it's warm and comfortable. Okay, so I that imagery, that metaphor, it's so powerful for me. And actually, the more I use it, the more powerful it gets. So that's my invitation. As you start to play with this idea of not clinging to life and to those thorns of life and equally to those roses of life. Because again, remember, it's not just clinging to those things that we don't like, which sometimes seems (laughs) to be easier but we can also cling to the things we really like. We can cling to the things like, oh, again, as I started saying earlier, clinging to this feeling that things always need to feel amazing. And if things don't feel amazing, then something's wrong. And I better try harder to feel amazing again. Right? That's still yet another attachment. It's another attachment to... Um, this blissed out experience that we think that we're supposed to be having. But life is all of it. And to live fully means to experience all of it. Get the, you know, get the prize and enjoy it. And don't become attached to it. You know, and feel that heartache and really allow yourself to grieve. But there's no need to be attached to it. Because we know, in both cases, it's going to change. And you're not going to be in heartache forever. And sadly, that beautiful trophy is going to tarnish and eventually break. The card that I drew today after my meditation and and before getting on the show. For those of you who haven't been listening, I've been drawing these guidance oracle cards by Dorian Virtue before each show just to deepen into a theme or a message. And again, here's the miracle of how the universe works and when we are open to receiving it, I, I sat in meditation and it was clear to me that this idea of impermanence and things constantly changing was really the theme that needed to be shared today and um, on tonight's show. And so I drew a card and it's a card I actually drew just a few days ago and it's Yamanya. And I'll share what her, her core message is. Although again, um, I know there's a reason for it. It's going to speak to someone. It's going to speak to one of you um, the way it's meant to, and you're going to get exactly what you're intended to out of it. 
um, but also I'll share that and then I'm going to share just a couple of lines in the longer message which resonated with me and why I knew yes this is the theme uh, this is the message that I'm really to hone in on so Yamanya is golden opportunity uh, she's the goddess of golden opportunity and she tells us important doors are opening for you right now walk through them and then there's a longer message and here are a couple of lines that I, I really feel called to share with you like the ocean life moves in waves and tides like the ocean life is rich with variety and beauty enjoy experiencing its various rhythms and allow all doubts to be washed away so again it is this this rhythm there's a natural rhythm there is a give and a take there is there are tides there are waves the ocean is continuously moving so that is yet another example of the impermanence try to build a sandcastle and see what happens right or even walk across the beach leaving your footprints in the sand and then come back 10 minutes later and see if they're still there that is the largest metaphor the earth nature this universe we live in is the largest metaphor that we have for understanding this idea on a much deeper deeper level and again for me it, it's taken years I've known what non-attachment is on a very cognitive level and I've understood it on a cognitive level but it is only more recently that I have started to experience it in my being so and that's okay right that's how most of us are going to learn and are going to move through this path and how I will continue to move down this path is we we might start to understand something first and, and we get our we wrap our mind around it so to say and then if we stay curious and if we stay in practice and devotion to this path it will continue to drop in deeper and deeper and deeper into our experiential understanding and knowing of the world and that's really cool to witness as you start doing that and you've probably had many things in your life where you've noticed that it was one time something you knew and now it's in your body I mean we can all most of us have the uh, experience of that with riding a bicycle or driving a car maybe if you've ever learned to drive stick shift you've had to at one point know it and you had to actually think about it a lot you always had to be really aware of where what gear am I at and, and okay when does the clutch go in and when does it come out and, and there's a lot of thinking and cognition being used and then eventually you know weeks months years later if you're in, if you've had this experience like I have you can do it even years after you you did it before and you don't think twice and maybe you've even had the pleasure like I have of going to Ireland and actually having to do it on the other side of the car and still making it work right I was able to without hesitation my body remembered my body knew so that's kind of cool too as we're on this path as we're journeying together 
So I trust you heard and received exactly what you were meant to receive today as we dropped in. And again, if you've been following along with some of my Facebook live videos, I'm currently sharing the uh, SOAR framework, the Simply Observe, Accept and Release framework, and I'm teaching it in a series of six free videos on Facebook. So if you haven't paid it, have, if you haven't been watching, um, you can always check it out. My Facebook page at being Amanda J and it's under my videos tab, but this most recent video, um, was actually all about this idea of non-attachment and the first idea of how do we even begin to practice non-attachment. So check it out if you haven't. And I really appreciate you dropping in and spending this time with me getting to know that part of you that is non-changing just a little deeper and a little better i'm going to leave you again with our final song by india ari i am light because that is exactly what we all are namaste Of the brokenness inside